Hello and welcome to another episode of the After School Anime Club. I'm uh, your host and one of the three chapter co-presidents. My name is Max Moulin. She knows all the dance moves to Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. It's Stevie Matos. Yeah, I do. Did we notice that that is just essentially the um, the thing from Greece? Because that's exactly what it is. <laughs> uh, he can transform into an old man at will. It's Max Kostrak. <laughs> I can't use it to fight crime, but I do consider it a superpower. <laughs> That's valid. Uh, and again, we've got a guest joining us, an honored, esteemed guest host. She is the creator and host of the Okashi Na podcast, Anime with Friends. Uh, a guest appearance on additional postage required, the Moonshot audio drama as Dr. Melodica Bennings and a video editor working out of New York City. It's Sabrina Ray. Sabrina! Yes, thank you for having me. All of those things are true. <laughs> I'm so, I should hope so. Um, this is the first time we've ever had somebody who is on like primarily another anime podcast on our show. And yeah. I'm just, you know, I'm so thankful. We're living up to our name. This feels like an anime club right now. We do. <laughs> it is. Truly. Oh my gosh. Are we the rival club that comes and we wear all black and... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we can try to buy out our building. <laughs> oh no! You, you're you're the anime club for the summer camp across the lake. Yeah, <laughs> and we're the anime club that gets made fun of for watching this much Tenchi. <laughs> no. Oh, so we are at the end. It's it's season two. We're coming to the end of an anime series, which is always a special time for us. <laughs> I gotta say, we were talking about it off off air. Tenchi hits different. <laughs> you know what I mean? Tenchi OVA2 has been hitting different in, in not the best way for many of us. Savvy listeners might notice a change in tone from one season to the other <laughs> as we have discussed Tenchi. Yeah. If you different are words up, are being used. We tend to treat some characters differently. Completely. Like, yes, if you have been watching along with us, like... For me, this is very much akin you're to brave. Like, you're brave. You're one, yes. You yeah, deserve all brave. the gold stars. Treat yourself to something like the whole Batman suit, a la Parks and Rec. Um, but really, for me, it's a lot like the Deke dub whiplash we had in season one with Sailor Moon. Like I was like, oh, this is mm, who mm-hmm. wrote this? Who is the writer for this? Who localized <laughs> this? This is localized, not right. The same people as that Deke dub, <laughs> I'm guessing. Same people. <laughs> Um, I, I, I looked into it at some point, but I've forgotten. Oh, uh, boy. Yeah, so like, so this was challenging. Um, we'll take you through it. Uh, but first, I have a question for the three of you. Oh, God. Oh, no. no. Would you like to play a game? <laughs> <laughs> I saw all seven Saw movies in the theater. Whoa. So Whoa. You. you might be uniquely wow. positioned to help us here. You're very brave yeah. is the is the thing I'll say. Um but you might have noticed that I've got a friend with me today. Is it the baby? No, it's me. Hello. I am your computer. My computer doesn't sound like that. Mine sounds like a, a British lady. No, I still own a really, really old MacBook, and that's what I use to post on. And I think that um, <laughs> it does sound like that, the text-to-speech. So, um... Nah, my computer in my kitchen sounds like a lady. Is she British? Do y'all know what uh, is all the rage online these days? Uh, the AIs. I was going to oh, say, no. yeah. With oh, the eight wow. fingers and the 3,000 teeth? 
Yes, yeah. I think so. Yes, yes, yes. The image so ones. I had, yeah. I, <laughs> I went online and I and I had a conversation with uh, a real human being who's got a very strange name, Ch- uh, Chat GPT. Never met anybody with that name. No, before, you but... did not, Newland. <laughs> Newland. So we t- we were talking fanfic earlier in the season. No, and. <laughs> Uh, you know, ChatGPT is a machine learning program that's been trained on a lot of stuff. It basically knows how to Google. And I, I just wanted to ask it about fanfic and see what it thought about fanfic. So I've prepared a game for you today called, oh shit, I didn't come up with the title. <laughs> wow. I forgot Maxwell, to come up with the title. I'm cutting this out. I'm cutting this Maxwell's out. Maxwell's Giratelli No need for titles. <laughs> a game called... Pal 9000. Maxwell Girardelli Newland, yeah. you are ruining my life. Why are you calling me chocolate? Why are you that's naming your, me after that's the your, chocolate That's man? what you get. That's the middle name you get today. That's okay. the middle name you get today. Have you never been middle named by somebody? Like when you were like fake dead ass trouble, they just give you a random fucking middle name. Did I never do this Here's to the you? thing. Because you're getting it don't do now. this. Don't do this to your children. My mother made my middle name my given name. So getting middle named... Thomas. I don't know. You know, it's Thomas. That's what brings out the hurting. You know, the first name when you put the Thomas in front of it. Don't do that. (laughs) that. Could if you want to, I guess. I don't want to, but I could. Okay, sorry. I wouldn't presume to. (laughs) So what I did was I said to ChatGPT, which is a machine learning (laughs) program. I'm so pissed. uh, I said, I gave it characters and I gave it situations. And I said, can you pitch me a fanfic? So the question I'm wanting to ask you all today is, can you differentiate between a pitch that a computer wrote aggregated from many actual human writers or an original work by human hands? I'm just going to summarize. I believe in this. I'm just going to read you a summary. Oh my God. And I'll give you the title too, because that's the thing. I asked the robot to come up with titles as well. So I'll give you both. Are we buzzing in or do we all vote at the end? Yeah, how does No, I think what we're going to do is I'm going to ask you all to hold your your answers to the very end. Okay. Because it may, it it just may matter. Okay. Okay. So um, I got pretty lengthy descriptions. I'm not going to give you word for word because I think the way the the machine writes would make that very obvious. Um, But yeah, we're going to get started. With a story called Galactic Outlaws. Okay. This is a Trigun and Tenchi Muyo crossover. That I'll <laughs> Oh, wait, already looks pain. You already look like you're in pain. <laughs> okay. So in this fic, Vash the Stampede is on the run from the Bernardelli Insurance Society. Okay. So Marilyn Millie are not part of it. Vash gets on a spaceship that crash lands on a strange planet. Turns out to be Earth, where Tenshi and the rest of their fr- and the rest of his friends uh, make friends with Vash, uh, get embroiled in some intergalactic conflicts, and uh, maybe fall in love. Tenshi and Vash—that is—that's what I mean. Maybe falling in love. Oh, okay, oh, okay. Great. got it. Okay, got oh, it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I should have assumed. 
Again, that's Galactic Outlaws. Tenchi Vash slash Fig. Tenchi Vash slash. That's kind of fun. Do we have a... Uh... I would say that that is AI because Tenchi is like the Wendy's hamburger of men. It's so true, <laughs> though. Vash it's is, so true. Vash is Roasted. so cool and handsome and funny. And he's got he's got his own cool vibes. Like, why would he at ever be interested in Tenchi unless unless it was some kind of situation where he had to do something with Tenchi like I do as believe part of his mission maybe Tenchi yeah. does have a hidden superpower which is causing situations where people have to fall in love with him <laughs> I just I I feel as though thinking about how vast the stampede is per the canon of the after school anime club canonically bisexual and his rule True. for dating dudes or sleeping with dudes is that they have to they be, have to be beautiful they have to be beautiful that's true that's true that's true and tenchi literally looks like an uncooked quail egg so like i don't know like i'm already leaning that way i, I kind of want to hear what the second one is though so we <laughs> have a point of comparison oh no we're, just, we're going one by one here okay it's a, it's a binary one by one? choice okay yeah, then going i am one by going one. to that's I'm going to be the odd one out here and actually say that I think it's real. Okay. And Stevie? Oh, no. I feel like it's it's AI. I just, no. Nah. Okay. Nah. The point this round goes to Sabrina and Stevie. This is an AI creation. Mm. Nice. I was taking I was okay. taking a dive on that one, but. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, it's, we, sometimes we have to do what we have to do, you know? Right. Yeah. Sometimes sure. you just got to test the waters. Go yeah. against your instincts. Honestly, also, instincts. you have to, in Kostrak, you're actually right. Not only do you have to test the waters and go against your instincts, you also have to make sure that Newland's not trying to pull a fast one on us like they like mm -hmm. to do because I love doing they that. like to pick Could the same tricky. answer. For them, the answer is always same. Who me? So, Who so me? Hey, behind I'm the scenes question real quick, Newland. <laughs> yeah, did you type into chat GPT and ask it for a Tenchi X uh, uh, Trigun? I told it, pitch, I think, I'm thinking the exact prompt I gave was, pitch me a fan fiction starring Vash the Stampede from the anime Trigun and Tenchi Masaki from the anime Tenchi Muyo. Okay, okay. And, oh, yeah. It didn't, I think it I just didn't come said up these with two. the pairing itself. That was what I was worried about. If, if AI's already thinking that far. Who knows? Okay, so this next one okay. is, a, uh, is a crossover between Tenchi Muyo and Sailor Moon. Okay. okay. This is simply called Sailors and Suburbia. Okay. Yes. So this one. My answer is yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> this one is about, this one is a really, really toned down, like slice of life type fic. Okay. Uh, it's basically about what if Tenchi went to high school with Usagi Tsukino, they became friends and then like, uh, they met each other's friend groups, right? So you have like the Sailor Scouts meeting okay. the, the, the girls of the Misaki household. Yep. It's pretty short. Hmm. Um, the, and of course, Tenchi and, and, and Usagi fall in love also. That's the other thing about it. I'm going human. Yeah, I would And say I'll tell you why. Yeah, go I'll for tell it. you why I'm please. going human, okay? Yes, please. Because, because this sounds unfinished. <laughs> <laughs> like it was written it was written in between classes. 
See. That's pretty convincing. <laughs> That's a really good. See, I was going to say human. I still say human because Tenchi is like, it, especially looking at to, to give this these two episodes their due and a little bit of foreshadowing for my argument for why this was somewhat <laughs> bearable, <laughs> is that there are slice of life elements in Tenchi. So it's not a reach. Sure. It's sure. not a reach. And because in the AU... There is a pretty girl Sasami situation. So we know that there's magical that's girl right, stuff in the AU right. of Tenchi. Magical so I'm going to say human because of all that stuff. Okay. And uh, Mr. Kostrak, have you, have you indicated uh, yeah, your... Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to land. Uh, we're going to do a full sweep here and say human. It was AI. <laughs> oh. No. No. No points. Aww. It was AI. I'm sorry. What? Mm. Uh, I told it. I had to tell. I had to tell it to specifically make a slice of life oh. thick because it kept making uh, like intergalactic space adventures, just like Masaki Kajishima does. Oh, <laughs> put a pen in his got hand. it. Okay, um, so that's still Stevie and Sabrina leading with one point each, and we're going to go into number three. This is simply titled, and I think you'll know what kind of crossover it is: Tenchi Muyo. Versus Men in Black. What? <laughs> what? So you all have seen the Men in Black films, right? Yes. Agent J, Agent K. Yes. Um, yeah, so um, Ryoko, Aika, Washu, all them, they're aliens. Right? Yeah. Like, they're literally aliens, not from planet Earth. Oh, no. So, when Washu notices an Arquillian battlecruiser in Earth's orbit... And decides to bring it down, some shit gets started. And now Agent J and Agent K are involved trying to figure out who all these alien ladies are and what they're doing on Earth. That's again Tenchi Muyo versus <laughs> Men in Black. Are you the this one so who came tough. up with the prompts? Yeah. Yes, I, I developed all of the prompts for the AI ones. Oh. <laughs> This is really tough. I'm. Why would you even be thinking about Men in Black? Is my question. Uh, they're aliens. See, yeah, I'm, I'm so divided because the title makes me think AI. Right. It's so like straightforward. Right. But something about it makes it the. It might be humans doing this one. I don't. Yeah, I want to say humans because that is a really long prompt to put into an AI. Oh, they can take w- long ones, though, I think. You can type in, take, like... They- uh, yeah, wow. Yeah. Okay. That's what... Yeah. <laughs> cool. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, too, but... No, I said it. I haven't thought about Men in Black in so long that I feel like it might belong to the era when people were thinking more yes. about oh Men God, in Black. Yeah, because yeah, so I'm like... human. I'm leaning yeah. human. Yeah, that's a thing, too, because I'm just like, Men in Black hasn't been relevant for a long time. So I'm just like. Wasn't there a Men in Black thing? Point. Or am I thinking of Ghostbusters? Well, I'm thinking of there's Ghostbusters been a couple probably. of Ghostbusters remakes. They have the one that has that girl from SNL in it. And then they have one that has like a third of the Stranger Things cast in it. They've got a couple of them. Ooh, that's shameless. That's pretty shameless. Didn't they oh, do no. a Men in Black reboot, too? <laughs> I think they were trying to do a Men in Black like two reboot. years ago. No, I thought yeah. I think this really came out. Oh no no no! It did because um, Tessa Thompson was in it. 
Tessa Thompson yeah. was in it. Yeah. Oh, bad. okay. And it was Channing Tatum. That wasn't Tatum. Men in Black 3? <laughs> no. No. I think I it was. I thought they did a reboot recently. Am I, I wrong? Think it was, no, no, no. It's Channing Tatum and uh, Tessa Thompson. They're, we're, hey, listen. Yes. Men in Black International is what y'all Thank are talking you. about. Yes. Okay. I yes. knew yes. I wasn't yes. insane. Okay. Yes, you're not. No, you're not. I'm From before COVID AI when they were just making one. a million movies. Okay. You're AI. AI. <laughs> Going I'm voting okay. AI because I'm I need going... to get a point. I need to. I, I have to break out from the pack at this point. Okay, I'm saying human. I'm saying human because I feel like specifically because it's it's J and K. Okay. I'm also saying Sabrina. human. Yeah, I'm with Sabrina. The gap widens. Stevie oh, no. and Sabrina get one point each. What? <laughs> this was a real fanfic from Archive of Our Own by Evil Pie. Uh, if the if Evil the pie. like sort of robot AI apocalypse happens, I'm dead. That's what I'm learning. <laughs> hey. I'll get it. tricked. Come outside. I have food. I'm like, yes. <laughs> like, Hello. I have a Nigerian <laughs> prince on the phone for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm picking up my phone right now. <laughs> I know our government is dismantled, but if you don't give them $1,000 right now, it's going to collapse again. Oh, no, my wallet. Yeah. I just want to reveal to y'all, this is uh, on Archive of Our Own. This says this is when under the category series, it says part one of Dark Energy Saga. Cool. Unironically. Give you an extra point if you can tell me within a year when it was published. There's an extra point on the table for this. 1999. 2001. Maybe, yeah. I'm like, when did Men in Black come out? Yeah. But then also, oh. when did the internet come out? Because we are that old. When did the internet come out? <laughs> I mean, so look. You stayed on the internet? It's tough these days. Because <laughs> look, we are the only, we are the last generation that had a childhood before the internet. So. Um, so I'll, go at, I'll go at 2002 then. Oh. Solid strategic guess. Yeah. I, I, Nobody gets a point. Nobody was within a year. It was 2016 when this was written. Fair. <laughs> oh, this was, this was a tie-in to Men in Black International. <laughs> yeah, yes, maybe. right. Like, this person was like, oh, my God, I remember Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, Tenchi still has uh, cultural cachet. <laughs> right, truly, truly. Oh, my God. We're talking okay. about it. Wow. Tenchi does seem like a guy who gets hit with the, the Men in Black memory eraser every night before he goes to bed. <laughs> <laughs> well, just gotta do my little brain wipe for the day. I like got some carrots to farm. <laughs> okay, this next one is this next one is shameless. It's just a shipping fic. This is not really a full crossover because it only features the two characters. Okay, it's called the Outlaw and the Guardian. Okay. So it starts with Ryoko on the run from the galaxy police. Okay. She's just fucked up Jirai. She's on her way to, you know, wreak more havoc when she comes across a little blue planet called earth. Okay. And on that planet, there is a person named sailor Mars and sailor Mars is a part of the sailor scouts. She meets this alien woman who is, causing problems and intervenes um, and they fight and then they become friends and then they become something more. Uh, but you'll have to read the outlaw and the guardian. 
to find out. This is so tough. Was that AI or human? They correct me if I'm wrong here. Sailor Mars is actually canonically in Sailor Moon, pretty connected to a shrine, right? Yeah. Like, That's isn't correct. that where we yes. meet her? Mm-hmm. And That's correct. It, like works there. That is a very natural real world connection to Tenchi. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um. That this actually, I can see a, a very human brain coming up with this and writing this intentionally and putting it online and sighing a breath of satisfaction. Hmm. What's the say, title again? Yeah. This is The Outlaw and the Guardian. Mm-mm. I'm going to say AI because if you did this all in one day, that's too similar of a title to the first one. I don't like the fact what that the, the outlaw. I don't even remember the first one. The one, the Tenchi, the Tenchi Bash had outlaw that in that was title. Galactic too. Outlaws. Yeah, Galactic, Galactic Outlaws. Galactic yeah. So, hmm. Okay. I'm it sticking with human. Choice. I repetitive. I believe in humanity. Also, because there's even romance. If it kills me. That title is not. I feel, one only one person's an outlaw. Two, um, mm-hmm. that title's repetitive. Three. If it is friends, if it's enemies to friends to lovers, that title is too lame. For autumn kitties about okay. there. That title's too lame. Right. So nope, that's interesting. AI. Interesting. Uh, I don't know what to do on this one. I, maybe if I like tweak my nipple while I think about it, like I don't know, like there's got to be some kind of like like maybe AI doesn't know how to turn me on. Uh, it's not very good at it, I'll tell you that. Yeah. How about I'll go with human this time. Okay, so that's uh, AI human human. That's Stevie AI Max and Sabrina human. Yep. Mm-hmm. Stevie, you're pulling ahead. It's three <gasps> not and three not two right now. All right. Well, look. Okay. Middle school Stephanie's got your number. <laughs> Middle veteran. school Stephanie. That's what gotcha. they call her. Look, I'm telling you. I'm in fanfic mode. I got this. Okay. Um, I have one more for you. And if we need a tie break, then I have some in the bank as well. Okay. This is a crossover between Sailor Moon and My Hero Academia. Huh. <laughs> now, <laughs> I, so you know, I know we haven't done any modern anime on the, on the show, but... Okay. Uh, okay. Anyway, uh, this is actually a slash fic about Ochako Uraraka and Usagi Tsukino, the newest student at UA in class 1A. Uh, she, you know, she joined late in the year after all of the really uh, intense stuff in that first couple of weeks. Uh, but she's dedicated to being a hero. Her quirk isn't very powerful, but she's learning how to use it. Uh, and uh, also, uh, Tuxedo Mask is there. Uh, and this is a fic called My Hero Moon. He's like the best genist of... Yeah, he's, he's a, of he's a rogue. He's a rogue unlicensed hero in My Hero Moon. I don't know anything about My Hero Academia. So... It's, uh, what if Hogwarts, but for uh, the Avengers... I know that there's somebody who sets on fire or has fire hair and looks like that dude from Yu-Gi-Oh. There's a frog girl and there's, yeah, there's a, a frog girl. There's yeah. a, and there's a step on. And the there's a little boy. Reddit. There's a little boy who casts spells by breaking his bones. 
and everybody's just okay with it. What? Oh no! <laughs> I don't like that. That's upsetting. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling because I am I am at zero right now. I've not gotten <laughs> one of these right, and I'm trying to think. I'm pulling in all of my knowledge here, and it's getting me nowhere. I, um, <laughs> I'm gonna say human. I I guess because that that plot found sounds very convoluted. It's pretty convoluted. Um, it's uh, convoluted. Anybody else? Anybody else got an answer? Uh, if I don't say AI, then I can't <laughs> tie. So I'm going to say AI <laughs> in hopes that it is and that I can tie her and go into a tiebreaker. <laughs> and okay. see, I can't win, um, which leaves me in the unfortunate <laughs> position of betting on Stevie and voting... <laughs> Wow. wow. Well, first of all, with a lot of love, motherfucker, you guys are right, because I feel like I can be a fucking good horse. Not a dark horse. But I'm just a good trying horse. to get a point, Stevie. Let Damn. me get one point. Or is that worse like than zero points? Usually, I can't sometimes Stevie is not studying as stupid as fuck. So, this is the time I have to rely on her to win this game, which is something she that never is, does. That is, there well. is no implication as such. Do not uh, talk about well. my friend that way. <laughs> Um, I don't know how to break it to you all. Stevie Matos wins. Oh my god! This first edition of Pal Nine Thousand. Max, you got on the board in the end with one point. That was My Hero Moon by Emma Ivelli on uh, Archive of Our Own. And I just want to tell you, Thanks, Emma. the first tag here is major character death. <laughs> what? <laughs> don't know what. Don't know what's going Deku on in here. dies, and this is what. <laughs> uh, oh man! And yeah, yeah. Mina Ashido is Sailor Venus. That's another one of the tags. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy! I, wow! I just want to thank the Academy. I guess I literally never win. Yeah, you won this well, time. I was just that uh, bad. Make sure you 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 know uh, carve this into the wall. Like really. I will. Make, make it visible. Make I'm a day of it, Stevie. Make a tally mark on the wall. <laughs> every time. Every time I win. No. Wow. Well, I'm wow. happy that I'm a nerd. Thanks. <laughs> I'm happy you're a nerd, too. I'm happy for all you nerds. And no. without further ado, uh, I I feel like let's just get in. Let's just get the heck into it. Rip you know this I mean? bandaid let's off, talk baby. Let's oh, talk about Tenchi. Oh, boy. Let's talk about Tenchi. Uh, in, in, uh, I'm going to try to go fast, even though one of these was an extra length episode. Uh, but yes, we watched episodes five and six of the second OVA, and this is what happened. Episode five, Zero Ryoko picks up exactly where we left off and confirms what we all suspected. Tenchi is alive. Zero Ryoko didn't kill him, but everything breaks bad for Zero when he wakes up and she hits the bricks with Washu and Ayaka and Tenchi in hot pursuit. But it turns out Mihoshi beat them there, so now it's a double rescue mission. Washu confronts Clay on his bridge and he lays out his offer, accompany him to see Lady Tokimi. During the long journey, Clay attempts to subdue Washu with his goo traps and Zero intervenes to make her demand, let me live as Ryoko with all her memories. Clay deactivates her, but it doesn't take. On the ropes, Clay activates his ship's self-destruct sequence and absconds. Just when things are looking bad for Team Tenchi, the Lighthawk Wings literally alter the laws of physics to save them. 
With Ryo-Oki's help, the Mihoshi apprehends Clay, and Washu uses his technology to merge Zero and Ryoko into one being. Episode 6, Here Comes Jirai, is a special episode like the one that ended OVA 1. While Mihoshi's boss works on covering up the whole Kagato situation, the Masaki Shrine gets a visitor, and she's not the only one. Back at the house, a blue-haired woman is causing a stir. This is Misaki, not to be confused with Tenchi's family name, Masaki, Sasami and Aieka's mother, I mean, mommy, and no one is safe from her affection. Funaho and her elderly son discuss the reason for their visit. The Kagato report tipped Jirai off to Ryoko's awakening. That and the royal trees on Earth should be dying, but it turns out they're being sustained by Ryoko's gems, which has some implications. Washu intercepts Funaho on her way back to the Misaki home and agrees not to take sides in whatever conflict they're talking in really vague terms about. But hey, shut up for a second. The king is here, and he demands his kids return home. Obviously, nobody's into this idea, so he agrees to let them stay if Tenchi can win a duel with the fiancé the king arranged for Aieka. He's here, by the way, and I'm guessing he's not Aieka's type. Everyone speculates which of the two duelists will win, and Washu guesses that Mihoshi will take the victory, which she does by crashing into the lake moments later. With the duel complete, the Jiraiyans take their leave, and peace returns to the Masaki family home, in a way. And, and, and that's it. Okay. That, that's okay. If I could start us off, please. Uh, do. as always, I want to know that we have so much to talk about here. Really yeah. quickly to set some context, Sabrina, how much? Tell us about your relationship with Tenchi. How much Tenchi yes. have you seen? Bring us into your mindset here. <laughs> well, let me take you back to a time when Blockbuster ruled the world. Oh my god! Okay. <laughs> when they had literally, oh, the top shelf in the back had one row of anime, and it was like. Devil Hunter City Shinjuku. It was Akira. It was Tenshi Muyo OVA, whatever they had. Yeah. And in order to get the other ones, you had to order them special from the comic book store and then show up and pick them up because <laughs> the, the true day. experience. Yeah. And you got the clamshells, the giant clamshell yes. VHS. Oh, yeah. Cassettes. Oh, yeah. Uh, so. I I watched all of Tenshi. I loved Tenshi at the time. And when I sat down to watch it, I still loved pieces of it, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's nice that it's a throwback to when we could laugh at ourselves and at what we yes. were watching. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. I think yes. that's the, that's the perspective you have to take. <laughs> I love I love uh, the gag that whenever Tenshi's or Ayaka's mother, I guess it is, comes and hugs Ryoko for whatever reason, she immediately shoves her hard into the wall. That's a good immediate. Right. That scene, I think, was really funny. Yes. yes. That, yeah. Yes. The, the, uh, their mom is actually hilarious. I love that she is the reason why everybody, like, she must maintain, like, this this fantasy of, like, etiquette but her reason of etiquette is just like let me dote on you for a million years yes. because yes. I like the I like the fact that the, the ritual that Ayaka and Sasami have to do to greet their mom is always a tearful reunion and a tearful departure <laughs> like I think that's really funny they're always like mommy and she's like daughter and it's like this like very thing it's very yes I loved that a lot also I think it's supposed to I don't know but the yo sound when things were supposed to be silly 
I was like, is this supposed to kind of also be borrowing from opera tropes? Which I was really mm-hmm. like, I was like, that's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. So I actually I looked it up for us. Um, yes, thank you, uh, Postrack. While, while I was looking at this. So this is, it's, it's a sound from Kabuki. And mm-hmm. if you don't know, it's the, when a character shows up, you'll hear the, yo, uh, <laughs> sound go off. It's very it's good. Great. It rules. Yeah, it's it's really usually accompanied with like, bong, bong, like these yeah. drums. And it's part of um, what's called a tajimi call. Uh, okay. And it, essentially they are like, it, it, it is a call and response when like a very important figure is introduced. Yes. And so this is a, a very like shortened version of it. And you will see this gag in a lot of animes from this era and a lot of things that is just like big important person has just showed up. Yes. yes. And the fact they use it twice in this episode is pretty good. <laughs> so good. So good. Th- there continues to be like some really authentic I don't know, like a lot of, we we talked about this in season one, a lot of anime mm-hmm. of this era was trying to erase the Japanese-ness, the like localizations, we're trying to kind of make this not seem Japanese. We talked about, you know, the jelly donuts on on Pokemon. This is not this, they talk about yen in this, <laughs> yeah, which I've do. never yeah. heard an anime do, mm-hmm. at least they in do. this era. Yeah, this this anime takes place in Japan. It's not like it's time for us to go get hamburgers. It's <laughs> Yeah, that's true. And I feel like that's kind of a thing that I will I will not not gently push back because they do usually localize a lot. Like while they don't localize things like yeah, like yen and stuff, some of the sayings are like super westernized or the way that they like oh, the, the okay. phrases that they'll use for sure. I feel like yeah, the, language. That makes sense. the language, the language is really westernized, but it's very much, I feel like because of where it's set, like it's set on a, sh- it's like it's set at a shrine outside of a city yeah. limit. So yeah, like, yeah. since it looks less modern just by design, I feel like it's like, no, this is the image of Japan. We want to show that we're all very meditative and meditative and everybody has a lake. This is how everyone in Japan lives. This is how everyone yeah. in Japan lives, you know? I have a comment about that. Yes, like, please. When, when Washu, when uh, Ryoko or Zero was chasing Washu through the house, they are in the rafters. They're like 20 feet in the air and there's room yeah. for them to stand. And I was like, what Japan is this? Because <laughs> right. I have not been in a building where this is the case. I mean, there's like a famous meme where this guy takes you inside like, a million dollar apartment and it's literally like seven times he goes up the same set of stairs to like <laughs> a bedroom with a with a toilet in it. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm just like, what? The Masaki family home is this like like weird uh, third dimension fourth dimensional space where like everything there's space there's room for absolutely everything. Yes. But it's also room it's also small enough to be like cramped when that would be funny. Right. And it's also like, while like, yeah, there's like, you've got a regular kitchen, but you've got these high beam rafters, like some like old, like huge house. But then you look on the outside and it's like this modern 1980s like architectural mo- piece. Like where are it's the kind walls? Of modest. It's not I too see big. so many more walls on the outside of this house than I do anytime I'm inside it. Where, where are the walls? Like, it's just, it's really funny to me. But yeah, that's what I feel about that. Like while like we have yen. And I'm like, it just looks so traditional, like very like Inuyasha. Could it was still localized it that way in the 90s, right? Like, it's, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, let's localized. talk about some of the choices, right? So, um, okay. can we talk about 
uh, Sergio, uh, the the, yeah. the the fiance. If we and have the to, I guess decisions yeah. that were made about his voice acting. I was I was so bummed. I was bummed at that choice, but it's that time. And Me too. That's a time. It's that time. Oh, it's a guy. He's got pink hair. It's time to really pull yep. out the lisp. Yep. I was like, oh, you wanted to break both his wrists, didn't you? Damn. Sheesh. <laughs> like, rude. Anyway. I like how he goes out, though. <laughs> yeah, just floating away. I'm going to blow y'all's minds. The guy who did the voice for Serio, okay, mm-hmm. his name is Richard Cancino. All right. Okay. You may wow. know him as Kenshin Himura from Ruroni Kenshin. The protagonist of Ruroni Kenshin. Okay. <laughs> you you may also know him as Legato Blue Summers from Trigon. <laughs> um, and here's you know, he the thing. No, he didn't sound like that in those animes. Yeah. No, he didn't. Oh, no. Huh. From from small beginnings, terrible things. Yes. <laughs> you know, sometimes you do things, do something for a friend as a favor. You know, yeah. you do a job that you're not proud of. Sometimes a director um, tells you what to do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I also just want to point out he is uh, he used to work under the name Richard Hayworth for a little while. Okay. Um, but he didn't like doing that because of the claims of nepotism. Uh, even though he is. Literally the nephew of Rita Hayworth. Okay, wow. that's, a, that's okay. 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 <laughs> even even anime has the the nepo babies or nepo whatever the, the recent yeah. discourse was. <laughs> yeah, nepo babies in anime. Wow. Uh, I could have sworn while I was watching it that it was just Mark Miller, the guy who does uh, Tenchi, like doing a silly voice. And now he did show up doing a silly voice earlier in the episode. Uh, um, when he's his own dad, though, yeah, his like, like Chad so... voice as grandpa, yeah. young grandpa. Yeah, I was like, oh, so so Tenchi Tenchi is just dad plus ten. Got it. I was like, oh no. So yeah, the plot of this. Maybe we should do. Let's let's back up. We should talk about Zero Ryoko real quick. As painful as. It may be to do so. Uh, talk about an episode where nothing fucking happens. <laughs> it's supposed to be the most like high stakes shit ever. Like I was like three quarters of the way through this episode, and I was absolutely like, "Wait, was Newland wrong? Is this not the like? Is this the finale? Is this the like the climax of this plot?" Here's the thing: I was painting my nails. Right, I was painting my nails. And I could, re- I remembered myself painting a finger and then going, hold on. I didn't hear anything that they said. Did they say something? And like, I had to like rewind it. It wasn't important probably. Twice because there were no stakes, no sense of urgency in the dialogue. Lots and no. lots of just like back and forth, very forced, like familiarity kind of character choices happening. And then it also wasn't scored. So there was usually no yeah, music totally underneath yeah. any of these like conversations. And I was like, this is weird. It was weird. Oh, it was I bad. Mean, my house had a score. It was my teeth grinding during the <laughs> Lolita jokes. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh it was so, so bad. bad. Jinx, you owe me a soda. Oh, oh God, it the- hurt. <laughs> I aged well. It didn't. 
was just like I I was like I was kind of hanging on until they all got on the spaceship, and then I was like, yeah. oh. Then it was oof. like, all right. Then it was like, I all guess right, we're just not like, going anywhere. Right when, because it was funny, because I had written, I had it was I was writing my notes about episode five, and I was like, honestly, I kind of wish they would just kind of keep this nice Ryoko because she's kind of nice. <laughs> like, and then yeah, she got, nice Ryoko's cool. In about two, half a second later, she got hella dramatic, and I was like, oh, never mind, I'll take the old one back. That's fine. Like, <laughs> I was like, she, she cried too much. I'm over this shit. She needs to. No, I need her to actually hit a bitch. No, okay, where's the? Let me get the other Ryoko back. Give me, give me my hood rat. What, give but, me, give me my ghetto girl. Speaking <laughs> of this other Ryoko, what is this decision they are making at the end of this episode? Where did that the, come the, from? The choice to they're merging these two. Is that Somehow, what's happening? Washu suddenly had the ability to split both of them. When did you do that, baby? It's so confused because in uh, so I watch it with the subtitles on as well as the English dub because mm. there are sometimes interesting differences. Okay, in the English dub, Washu implies that she created zero right y'all got that she we impl- yes. she implies that zero and ryoko were both like created at the same time from the same base washu made them both in the subtitle Cl- she talks about clay creating zero out of the same stuff that washu created ryoko out of i think that both instances no matter which one is correct the assumption and like the the in- insinuation i got afterwards was that that's not true, and she was just making an excuse to to make this happen. Yes, there was a, there was the a reaction thing. shot afterwards that was just like, and this is the and like winking to the camera, and this is the explanation for why I'm doing this. Huh? Yeah. Okay. I I miss that. Thank you. Because I was like, where did this come from? I was like, we there, know there's some very yeah uh, obvious sort of looks going on during this. Well, and yeah. Ryoko says something like Ryoko calls her a liar telepathically as she's saying yeah. All of this yeah and i was just like hold on is it like is this her oh yeah i was like is this is, is this a plot hole they just did not realize was, is this a you know a continuity who knows they who just knows what's a plot hole anymore yeah, yeah but they then just I was needed like, to end the episode but then I was like, is it just like Ryoko just decides to trust her? Or is it like, oh, I just decided to give up on the argument? It was just like the resolution was like I think weird. it's I think it's the episode has to end in 30 seconds. Yeah. Because I was just like, what? I don't know. So yeah. I kept thinking about Ryoko as Stitch from Lilo and Stitch. Yes. She's touching me. She's touching me. She's touching me. No. Ohana me. means family. And sometimes family is <laughs> Like that tweet I made, sometimes family is a bland guy and the f- five alien women who all want him for no fucking reason that I can understand. <laughs> We've looked for it. Listen, I, I, We're trying I, so I hard. want to root for Tenchi. I want something I about don't. him to really shine through. I never root for Tenchi. I'm Still always rooting for Sasami. I never root for the Dunderhead. I know. He, he hasn't earned it. He never has. Stop giving men flowers and cookies and they don't deserve them. Make them work. That goes for everybody. <laughs> he has a rat tail. I, I, that's Thank a, you. Thank I can't you, with that. I cannot. No, no. We wouldn't. We wouldn't ask you to. No one in their right mind should. Um, it's not even as cool as the one that that the Jedi's get when they're going to school. You know. <laughs> yeah. Did this predate the Jedi Jedi's, school? Jedi's though? I think so. It pre. It certainly predates. Um, 
uh, fucking Phantom Menace. Certainly. It predates midichlorians, but not Star Wars. Maybe? Yes. No, no, no. This was 94, I think. Yeah, no. So we This was 94, got... so, so Phantom Menace had not come out yet. No. Yeah, the first For one For all did. we know, George Lucas was watching this shit. Oh my god. Oh my goodness, this has lightsabers too. <laughs> right, like truly. Oh my gosh. God, I oh have carte blanche to steal from these guys then, I guess. <laughs> right. It's like poetry. There's our orange. It, Just don't make an run. orange one and we'll it be runs. fine. I I gotta ponder. I'm so curious about the decision to make Washu and Clay classmates and also in grad not school. In grad school specifically. <laughs> they say yeah. graduate school. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah. And also to not tie in the other story we already know about Washu's school experience, which is like huge for her. Yeah. Y'all remember when like, you asked me whether that came episode? Yeah, I was going to yes. say, wasn't the baby and the husband in grad school with baby and the boyfriend yes. or whatever? Yes. Y'all asked me if that came back and I was like, no. Because it doesn't. <laughs> when it could have. This is when it could have, and it would have been uh, better. Like, what if Clay was like, I'm your secret baby? Like, how yeah. fucked up well, would that have like, been? Like, or how, like, how it would have been. Let's like, how rewrite was, this show. I mean, I, I think it also would have justified, like, his jealousy of her a lot more. Oh, yeah. Like, especially uh, thinking about, like, what would make a man, like, really mad in the 1990s would be a woman who went through school while also having what seems like everything else is a woman that a woman should have. Like, being like, That's how right. dare you have a man that lets you get a higher education? How dare you have a baby and also go to school? And how dare you then be better at school than me with a baby and a husband that lets you go to higher education? Like, that would... That would at least give this man a reason to put stickers on everything and just be a juvenile. Dude. But we didn't even get that. It was just like, you always made fun of me. I think I wrote Dude, that. That was like, one of the funniest things I've seen. Everybody's making fun Wait, of me. I have one comment about that. So, so, so. He's like being made fun of for looking like an octopus. And then he goes and makes octopus robots to guard his <laughs> octopus lair. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. It's, it's your brand. Goal. You have to Come be on. more confident. Yeah, truly. Just shave the beard. Yes, terrible the taste in vase. Is, is... Terrible it's so weird vases. that he would do that, though, because his, his confidence is sky high with him putting his logo on everything, thinking that he's better than everyone in school and having no friends. This guy is, this guy sucks. Right. Yeah. Right. I was just like, I think I wrote, I wrote, I wrote, did... Dr. Clay go through all of this because he didn't get valedictorian? Is that what this is? Yeah. No. Uh, I believe he was asked to leave. I believe he got canceled. Was it Why you got was... him canceled at grad school? Well, he's gross. He made a body comment. <laughs> and it gross. was weird. Yeah. Did she do it or did he just suck? Yeah, he just sounds like he sucked. He sounded like a guy who like absolutely got thrown out of school for being a weirdo or being a dirty papa. Yes. And blames on everybody else. Yes. Uh, and ah. I was with Washu for exactly one second when she opens up the statue and the computer readout is right where its vagina is. And she goes, <laughs> very tasteful. <laughs> I did like that. That was good. I was with her that on that. Because um, there were a couple of zingers that Washu would have, but because I had no idea where they were trying to go, I was like, this yeah. would be funny, but there's no context. Dang. 
and no stakes. And then, therefore, like we and, don't know no really stakes. what's happening right. because they're also they're teasing their plans for OAV three. So they can't talk about anything with certainty about the future. Like yeah. Clay has this plan and Funaho and Washu were talking about this stuff. And like, it, it's all so vague. And they even introduce like a guy who's mostly in shadow at the yeah. end of episode five for like two seconds. And who could it be? You're supposed to. Right. You're supposed to be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to order that next VHS tape when I see it in Shonen Jump. But <laughs> it doesn't go anywhere. And and again, in the United States, when this was on television, that was it. That was the end of it. Like, they never brought more Tenchi. Okay? Wow. Like, we didn't get OVA 345 until Funimation Crunchyroll era in right. the United States. So we're not, for this podcast, we're probably not even going to be doing OVA 3, 4, and 5. I would no. prefer not if to. we go back to Tenchi, it'll be Universe. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And I think it'll, I'm hoping it'll be a better experience because Universe um, is far more uh, well received critically than the OVAs are. Mm. Um, fans go hard for the OVAs still, mm-hmm. um, but the the, the reviews I find are all like <laughs> OVA. What? A, I don't know. Universe good. <laughs> Teacher ass. Do they? <laughs> Don't call out my dark backstory. That was the most, like, that was the wrongest opinion I've ever heard in this classroom all week. I'm going to need you to explain why, how you got there. Because this curriculum is not that hard. Like, I gave you that answer. Like, that's what that sounded like. Heavy. <laughs> Anything more about five... Anything more about episode five? Um, other no, than nothing. I feel like it was nothing. Oh, I did appreciate Mihoshi just being the foil. Like, I did appreciate how Mihoshi is a bad driver. There were some good I, Mihoshi moments. There were some As good always, Mihoshi, Mihoshi did nothing like, wrong. Wow. I said, Mihoshi pilots the same way I heal new content while screaming the entire time. I was like, yes. I love I really this. feel like if, it was so if good. Washu and Tenchi and, and if Washu and Tenchi had not shown up, and just Mihoshi went there, I bet the result would have been the same, right? Like, yes. 100%. Mihoshi would have stumbled into solving this problem. Yes. Yeah. And honestly, I would have wanted that to be the subplot. That I would watch yeah. that episode. I would watch that episode. That is really good. Um, that. Oh, also, I love how everybody, they, this is a, the quickest bit, but I loved it so much. When zero ryoko confronts washu essentially as your ryoko or like oh i'm never leaving or whatever and ayeka comes out and is like what the fuck is going on here the conversation between washu and ayeka um heavily implies that they both knew that that wasn't the real ryoko <laughs> yes and they just let her be manipulated for however long they- she was there to like do all her chores they just liked that ryoko was nicer yes and so they were just like we accept this <laughs> This is funny, so I'm going to let it play out. <laughs> yeah. And I appreciated that moment. That was really funny. Because they And I'm sure, I'm sure the real it. Ryoko's fine. <laughs> they were. They were like, she don't got to come back. She don't got to come back. And I just, that tickled the shit out of me. She'll be okay. That was funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she'll, either she'll turn up or she won't. Whatever. Zero. <laughs> the, zero Ryoko gets her shoulder pads from the same seamstress as... Uh, Ryuko Matoi from Kill the Kill with the <laughs> giant ass <laughs> eyes on the shoulders. <laughs> oh, no. oh my god. Yes. Well, it's a proud a... tradition. 
It's just so nice. We love a, we love a shoulder pad, though. They're coming back. I love them. Make, make everybody a triangle. Just draw that. That's it. Triangles are good. Just a triangle. Go down. I'm going to walk into work like a fucking World of Warcraft character with really big... <laughs> Uh, so like yeah I'm so trying just to like type the first... emails but I'm, my, my arms are bumping <laughs> um, <laughs> so for some reason they I, I, they decided that they were going to end this VHS tape the same way they ended the first one with a slice of life episode yeah there's some politics in this, I feel like. There's some there's politics. Some, yeah. There's some plot. The first, the yeah. first, ep- like the, the night before the carnival is fun because it has like lots of little vignettes. Mm-hmm. Um, the stakes, while low, are very personal. You know, there's yeah. there's a lot of character going on. Here Comes Jirai has a couple of funny bits, but again, just like every episode of this OVA, I feel like it feels like nothing really happens. No, there is five minutes of exposition for two very small plot points. It's yeah, <laughs> it's brutal. Yeah, yeah, that tea scene. I Bro. was like, I was over there just like this could have been an email, panic, you know? like <laughs> like trying to get the nails done. I was just like. Okay, like so, so exhausted. I was like, what? If it wasn't for how fucking funny the young Yosho's voice was, like I would have been totally zoned out. Yeah. Because I don't care about the treat. I don't care. Like y'all, this is the softest sci-fi imaginable. Please don't make rules for it. It doesn't need it. Stop stop trying to nail this down. What's Ryoko doing? (laughs) Right. Because I was like, if we had to accept the fact that Sasami's mom probably doesn't know that that's not the real Sasami and that's like tree Sasami. Like, oh, yeah, her, her baby's possessed by the ghost of a tree. Of a tree. So it's like, if look, we clearly weren't going to talk about that in this episode. <laughs> I don't need to hear any more arborist talk. Hi, mommy. I remember dying. <laughs> <laughs> that's honestly all i could think about like she hugged her and i was like i'm like my mind immediately flashed back to that like, i know what death feels like the blood in the water i was like yeah, yo that, but that's sasami's character to me and i think it actually explains a lot oh <laughs> uh, yeah uh, uh th- there are you know, like for me the you... episode was it was basically just it was like watching a little rabbity girl dance in front of me to distract me from <laughs> everything else that's happening that I don't care about. Let's let's talk about that for a minute. I was gonna say, Real can Oki. we talk about that? Which which moment are we gonna talk about? That the original she one? She does it twice. The second one or the first Re- one? Ryo Oki takes the position usually occupied by Mihoshi in that she does nothing yeah. wrong uh and is totally fine. <laughs> right. for, this, for this episode the ryoki like little twinkle twinkle little star yes um performance with the dancing <laughs> is it happens twice in the episode <laughs> it's it, i don't even know what to say about it it's just, I, I feel like we have to put it on the podcast and and acknowledge it it I'm raises just, the stakes I'm, I'm just putting it on the table <laughs> It does actually when yeah. you think about this it. This is the fucked up part. I was a little worried when Ryooki went up to the king of Jirai and did a little dance. 
that uh, she was going to get killed. <laughs> the entire <laughs> series was headed to that moment. Right. <laughs> Major character I mean, death tag. True. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like my thing was I was like what like I was like why did you f- feel the need to step in and then I was like well I guess you're like four and all of the adults yeah. are yelling so I guess that makes sense and then she does the twinkle twinkle you know twinkle twinkle what was this called in Greece whatever this thing um, like people can see. God damn it, this is a podcast. But anyway, um, she does her little hand game while doing twinkle twinkle little star, and then this moment of silence that's supposed to be heavy, and then he's like, "Oh no, did I make you cry?" I was like, "Did you just traumatize this like cat girl?" She's now internalizing it. Everybody is fighting because her twinkle twinkle song wasn't good enough. Why was this here? <laughs> like, was she, so she was basically born two days ago. Before that, <laughs> yes. uh, was purely a cabot that thought. Almost 99%, and we know this thanks to the anime, almost 99% just about carrots. Just carrots. Uh, and now is, like, trying to be a functional human. Um, probably had to learn how to use, you know, how to function as a... a we, we see her fail to walk for a little bit. I mean, yes. it's like, really and truly, they are speedrunning a baby. <laughs> Imagine just putting her... Throughout history, though, like at the signing of the Gettysburg Address, or like the Gettysburg Address, like a like you know like the the speech or something, and yeah. she just comes out and does her dance for all these historic <laughs> every moments. major event. <laughs> Caesar's getting stabbed by fifteen people. <laughs> no one yeah. signed yeah. the Gettysburg yeah. Address. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize to you. That's all right. History. It passed right. It went right past. No. <laughs> yeah, so I never. Good. I didn't even think to question it, honestly. No. I just, I thought it was so, it was so weird and funny. I was just, I just felt like when she started to cry, I'm like, oh no, no, you are perfect. You are perfect. I was like, oh dear. What? That's true, though. The only because... drama in the episode is how can we make Rio Oki stop crying? Yeah. Pretty That's much. It. That's it. It was, it was barely a, the most slice of life moment there was. Was we all getting to meet Ayaka and Sasami's mom? <laughs> That's like the closest for me. And you know, it, it drew into sharp relief some uncomfortable truths about Jirai and its yeah. familial structures. Um, <laughs> because okay, so Misaki and Funaho are sisters. Yes, yep. and Funaho is. Also, by through marriage and parentage, Funaho is Yosho's mother, Ayaka's grandmother, and Misaki is so Misaki is Ayaka's mother and also her aunt. Aunt and cousin. Remind me, Yosho and Ayaka were engaged to be married. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. So the whole the whole familial situation on Jirai is so fucked up in Wait. in every way. Yeah, no, yeah, because Just I like was like a real royal family. Well, that's yeah. what I was trying to suss. Like I was like, is this yeah. a concubine situation where the concubines are sisters? Because those two. Yeah, I think. Yeah. So Funaho is the queen, and Misaki is not the queen, but she's part of the royal family. Yeah, exactly. And she also has children with the king. Yes. She and has they had the titles king. as well. Yes, yes. They did. I, I missed them completely because it was so hard to it, for any of the plot to land. So Yosho, Yosho is the son of who? 
Funaho and the King. So black haired. Yes. Black-haired okay. Lady. So that's Funaho. Okay. So yeah. Okay. Wait. Hold on. So Funaho and the King. So that's Yosho. Yosho is Marieka. I. So therefore. Therefore, Yosho was to marry his half sister. His half sister. His half his half sister cousin. His half sister cousin. And then yeah. Okay, I just wanted to make sure that we were on some Hopsburg shit before I remember also, take it to the next line too, because Tenchi, as the son of Yosho, is also now mixed up in grandson. 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 That makes it. We really are. What if? What if the end of Tenchi Muyo is? Tenchi becoming his own grandpa. I mean, like, I really feel like we can, we could build to it if we yes. really five seasons. And as we know, I'm going to bring it up again. Uh, he marries all of them at the end. No, uh-huh. that's right. That's right. So, uh-huh. so Aiko was trying to marry her grand nephew, grand nephew, cousin, grand nephew, cousin, grand nephew, cousin. Yeah, you could be. It all makes it so much clearer why Yosho wanted to get the hell out of there. Yeah. You know? And then pawn it off on his grandson. Yeah. Right. Because he's like, well, if, if we skip a generation, then they won't. They should come out fine. This should, this should be fine. They should come out fine. <laughs> We're adding a little variation the in the gene pool. We should. We yeah, should exactly. come out fine. So I was like, ooh. Okay, I was what I was trying show. to make sure. I mean, you know, I was like, whew, that's, uh, I was making sure. I was like, I'm pretty sure that everybody is related here. Except for Washu and Ryoko. Except, well, they're related. Washu but... is Ryoko's mom. Right, yeah. but they're not related to the royal family. Is what I'm right. right, yeah, they're it's their own separate little separate families. bubble. Right. Two separate families. The only other note I have to cover, because I think we're we're getting close to the the bell here. Um, just a, a little side note: the very beginning of this episode with the the shadow program and the guy like burning Mihoshi's report. <laughs> yeah. Just the one little thing I got to point out is his password. So he puts in like a <laughs> puts his hand on the thing and he does a DNA astral energy test, and then his password is, and they all lived happily ever after. The end. Okay. And I, I, I'm not certain if the okay was him saying that's the end of the password or if that was part or of the it's password. Part of it. it doesn't matter, like, because that's a fucking ridiculous password. <laughs> <laughs> I hope, I, I know that it was definitely like, and they all lived happily ever after the end. I don't know if the okay is. I don't think it's probably not included. part of the password, but still. But I hope it is. You know how you say funny. okay after you're done with the, <laughs> the input. Look, I do when I have to, you know, uncover a pa- one of those funky passwords onto my computer because I just open funky always passwords. on my phone. Yeah, like, you know, yeah. the ones that have the, the a, a strong password. Oh, so you're telling us right now that you use the same password for everything, Newland? Because that's what it sounds like. You shouldn't no, be I have doing a password that. manager. Bad. I just don't have a thing about it. No. Oh. Yeah, well, I, I do, do too. I do too. It's all just right, that, you know, right. logging into other devices, sometimes you need a password for a new device. That's true. That's true. Did anybody yeah. else have any note any any significant pieces on Tenchi here? Oh six, no, six. I only wanted to say that I like yes. that they tried to stiff Ryoko with the bell. Oh yeah. That was funny. Oh, my God, the- <laughs> yeah. There's a I turn did, there. Thank that's you great. for bringing that up. <laughs> I did I went ahead and, and screenshotted the bill and if I am correct here. I believe that 
The bill is for a, <laughs> the total owed says six quintillion yen. Uh, <laughs> it's, I, I just had to look it up because it is a 19 digit number that is on this like invoice. <laughs> And it says total, like total sum of money owed, and then it is nineteen numbers. Well, she caused a lot of damage. Uh, and, she did like the, the, blow up, yeah, uh, several spaceships, and yeah. And the turn there is very funny because that's after they've announced. I say very funny. <laughs> For a given value of funny. Um, they, it's after they announced that Tenchi has to duel, what's his name? Say Ryo. And Ryoko at first is like, don't worry about it. Like, they, they can just go it's home. Cool. Like, it's not a they big deal. And, right, right. And then Misaki's like, well, we were going to hit you with this bill, but if Tenchi wins, we don't have to, basically. And then she immediately <laughs> flips a coin to being like his biggest cheerleader. Oh, you're doing it just for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she also does one thing I do find always legitimately funny, which is any time a character, when faced with a bill or a legal document or something, eats it. Like, to me, that's, it's one of the most, like, visceral, immediate, like, I don't like this. And now I've eaten it. <laughs> it's gone. I don't it's have to worry about it. amazing gotcha. <laughs> I wish it would work. It never works. I know. Never works. I've never tested it. I've never done it in real life. That's a really good point. I didn't I, get that. I have the, I've had people do it to me and I understand why it's funny because for that brief moment of time you're like haha if it's gone out of this reality forever you can never get it. And for 2 seconds as a recipient of that behavior you're like I'm going to snatch this out of your throat right now. Oh, this is the I'm going to kill you. <laughs> The point is to distract me from the issue at hand. I see. Good move. And like, I accept it and move on. So, see, many people. Like, what if it was like a receipt at a grocery store that it's like 12 feet long? So, CBS? You have to take a couple of minutes to stuff it all in there. Yeah, like a fruit by the foot. I'm like a reverse magician. (laughs) Just slap Oh, man. Fold it up into like those candy rimmids and put the whole thing in your mouth. So yeah, that's fucking uh, Tenchi OVA too. <laughs> Would you believe me if I told you there was an episode six point five that I decided not to include in all of this? Is that mm. is that Tenchi Muyo birth by sleep? Keep it in Jesus our back Christ. pocket as a bonus. Maybe. Um, <laughs> Maybe one was, day. I've watched it. It's a f- eight minute storyboard basically there is no animation in it it's just a series of still images over basically a short audio drama um in which washu like captures and medically tortures ryoko um and then like they they very briefly hint at the plot of ova3 and um uh uh tenchi muyo war on geminar which unfolds at like, okay, here's the other crazy thing. OVA three is basically just an ad for war on Geminar. Like it just introduces all the characters and the, and the situations. And huh. then you can go watch war on Geminar, which is about a totally different set of people. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So like it gets, it breaks bad for this series after that first OVA, like really hard. Um, hey, you know what? Um, just- here's what I've learned is that, and I think if I were to summarize the era and get us a little bit into the analysis 
of yeah. anime club that I love so much is that this era of anime was a little bit like the Wild West in the oh, sense yeah. that there are robbers and villains out there that we have to watch out for. <laughs> I feel like with the Tenchi OVA, like, I, I got the impression, especially because, like, I watched Tenchi. I was I had known of Tenchi Muyo, but wasn't super familiar with the series coming into this from when I was a kid. Watching the OVAs, to me now as an adult, knowing nothing about Tenchi really, felt like the creators of Tenchi made these OVAs to kind of figure out what was going to be a bop and what was going to be a flop. They knew they wanted the format of a harem anime, but they were throwing a lot of subplot, like conflict at the wall to figure out what would stick, either for people as like as audience members or for even for themselves as writers. Like They're like, what do we even want to write about? We want to write about this dude. We want to do a harem anime. But how do we make it not dumb? And it just like that's what it felt like a lot of the episodes were in both of the OVAs for me, except for one had a little bit more structure because they had to establish characters that you wanted yeah. to care about as an audience member. But then when it came yeah. to like plot and development, they would actually honestly drop the ball a lot. So I I feel as though they didn't know what to do with the world they built. And they were just trying to figure that out for these like 12 episodes. That's how I feel about it. That's, That's a good insight. Yeah. Um, uh, kind of retroactively true, um, because everything that I have found is points towards Masaki Kajishima just being like, this is the stuff he loves. Like, mm. this is what he likes to write. And like, it, it, kind of like how in Dragon Ball, Akira Toriyama's editors kept telling him to make, make Cell more fuckable, basically. <laughs> and he kept going, all right, fine. Um, is that why it, he has it, so many forms? We never got there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He started out as like a bug man, and the editor was like, "We need no, no, no. He's got to be more human looking, more cool looking." Why are you doing this bug man with all this vor stuff? Please, can you do something else with this character? And yeah. then they they made the yeah the they made him a bishy at the end of it. Um. And and in kind of a re- that's that is is what I understand about the relationship between Muyo and Universe. Is all okay. the is Kajishima had an editor for Universe, and he did not have, or if he had an editor for Muyo, he was much less judicious editor than the one he had for Universe. Got it. Okay, see that makes sense because like yeah, he's all over the place in the OVA, and I it just felt to me like it was like you've got a framework, you really like it, you're just trying to figure out what fits the best around it. Yeah, a lot. So that makes sense. I can now see it's that. Like focus I- now. Universe also, I think also Universe, since it was a full series, right? It gave them time to build stuff as yeah. opposed to like an OVA. Yeah. So that had to fit on a VHS. So yeah. I think that's probably also a thing too. I think so. I look back at like something like all purpose cultural cat girl Nuku Nuku, which is from the same time period. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I love that. I love that title. There's so much smashing together and just a lot of different ideas that 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 flip through genre pretty haphazardly yeah so um and 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 i can't tell whether it's just that it's all crazy or that i just didn't speak the cultural language of anime at the time and so so much of it was new that that's what made it exciting yeah Uh, i'd never Mm -hmm. seen a haram anime before tenshi muyo I didn't really understand this one either, but, uh, <laughs> you know, like it, it was all new and 
a lot of the ideas that were coming at me rapidly it was like wow did you did you see that that joke that's so broad that's so like i wasn't used to that sure. kind of humor in my yeah. saturday morning cartoons right. yeah 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 like, yeah. like yeah. it's better than he-man even these two <laughs> more than anything it was different I think that's. Yeah. I think this is yeah. one of the big things about the localization of anime at that time, is that it's something that so many people here in America had just never experienced. Right. And oh, yeah. as the oh, int yeah. introductory point, I mean, it served its purpose. Right now we're ne- now we're all talking about anime on Mike. <laughs> Tenchi specifically was one of the first salvos of anime that was on for American kids in the like after school block rather than the before school block. Mm-hmm. Ah. Because before that, and and we talked about this with Sailor Moon. Sailor Moon was on like five in the morning. Yeah. Like you had to yeah, get up was. early to watch Sailor yeah, Moon, and you had to get up early to watch. Another show we're going to watch called Yu Yu Hakusho until, you know, oh. like the mid 2010s. Yeah. Um, like this stuff was not being put on Front Street because the, the networks did not have confidence in it. I was just going to say there was a lot of shows that mm-hmm. aired at like the 5 a.m. block on Saturdays. Yeah. I can't. They're like fever dreams at this point. I'm like, was there a show where there was like cars, but they had plants that had like giant razor blades on them? <gasps> Yeah, and like they had brains in their seats, and you could buy the toys, but like no one knew what the show was. Like, I, it's like a half remembered dream. It's so strange. Yeah, it was so hard to find. What a what a weird time. This was me about a show, a, a UPN show called Samurai Pizza Cats. Oh, that was on in Kentucky. Oh. Uh, Samurai Pizza Cats was a. Uh, uh, like a Sentai show, like a parody of a Sentai show, but they were cats that ran a pizzeria and could transform into samurai. Whoa! Big it shot. sounds wow, like this that sounds meme. so familiar. Yeah. <laughs> we already have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles at home. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> like specifically the pizza, the samurai, the yeah. animal. So uh, but just... that was a famous what they did there with uh, and this is another tie in something's coming up on this show. What they did there was the the Japanese company that made the show when they when someone asked if they could localize it for America, the Japanese company was like, hey, yeah, sure. You don't have to translate it. If, exactly. You can just just make it funny. Make it something American kids will laugh at. So the, the Japanese licensor gave them free reign to do whatever they wanted with the English dub. And so wow. they just made like a kooky off the wall Saturday morning cartoon with it. Crazy. That's wild. Like, yeah. Just so this- like what happened with Shin-Chan originally. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. what's the other one? Ghost Files or Go- Ghost uh, Stories? Ghost, Ghost Stories. stories. Yeah. Yes. Very famous, famous gag dub. <laughs> right. So it's like, I, I think that too. Like, I also think about like how I felt when I was a kid watching these animes because like Gundam Wing was not how I pictured it when I was a kid. I just, I'm thinking, about, oh, like, no. you know taking it in when you're 12 and I know we get we get hit with that that realism that mortality hammer hard a lot in this in this podcast but I think about like what I thought was like really deep writing or like really insightful or like I felt like I was kind of mature to be able to watch it not because of how it was because when it was airing or whatever I mean like yes 
there was no way for me to see Cowboy Bebop without like sneaking downstairs at my daddy's house when I thought everybody was asleep, right? But like, um, because you know that didn't air during the daytime block. But like the fact that like Gundam Wing, for example, when it was on Toonami, and like it seemed to deal with big conflict and not like, oh, yeah. I've got to un- uncover it, the it mystery. It might have been hokey, but kids. it wasn't talking down to you, Steve. Yeah, that's what, that it what it was. I'm sorry for talking in circles. That's what it is. It's like it was. It was sometimes it was hokey, but there was so much drama in it. Yeah. And it didn't talk yeah. down that it felt like it was it, that's what also set it apart. Like it was I don't think there's like, okay. anything wrong with acknowledging that these these anime like impacted us as children. Like yeah. it, it, no, not totally just right. us. I think it, it's representational of a generation of tsunami watchers mm-hmm. and folks who for the first time were introduced to a cultural product outside of their own country. Yeah. And it yeah. ended up really really connecting with a lot of people. I think yeah. that's the, yeah. Sort of the summary of our podcast here and, and, and made this era so nostalgic and powerful for people. Mm-hmm. And to be real, this, kicked like, off a cultural revolution. It really like, did. Not to, yeah. not to put too much importance it's on a, it, but like, it's huge. Yes. Manga outsells no. comic books on the regular here. Like that's, right. yeah. <laughs> it's just a, a natural part of the, the publishing industry now is that um, they- have to they, they turn their nose up sitting side by side in Barnes and Noble to the manga section. <laughs> right. Like and I also think about like because of when it aired for in our lives, right? We're in our preteens. We're 12. We're 11, like 11 to 13 is when this stuff like really hits and becomes popular for us. So we're in middle school. Like our generation is in middle school. And then, like, I think about how it's our generation who kind of also helped push that for a Western anima- animation style. Because I think about the boondocks. I think about oh, the yeah. animation styles of even Steven Universe, of, like, you know, Avatar Last Airbender. Well, Avatar goes without references saying, yeah. Direct connect. references yeah. you can connect when it comes to animation styles. Because we were raised on this stuff. We locked into it. And then we all entered these professions. So it's just... It's, yes, I would say that a lot. The sea change is a big deal. And things like Power Rangers, too. So I am going to count that out. <laughs> well, we just watched um, Amphibia and The Owl House, which are both oh. like straight up on Owl House. Yeah. Sabrina, yeah. did you notice anything about um, the, the main character from The Owl House? I, I'm not sure what In you're In relation to, to Tenshi? <laughs> She's what? a Ryoko. Uh, Ida okay. from Owl House. Yeah, she's she basically re- like American Rio. Oh, I see it now. You said the it's main one character, one. and I was thinking only Sorry. of Luce, the little girl. Yes, right. yeah. <laughs> but no, I'm talking about the witch. Like Ida has yes. the the little gems, the fang, the hair that does this and this. Yep. The um the does creator she have, like, of the, Owl House handlebar ears. Yes, the handlebar ears. She has the handlebar ears. <laughs> wow. Yeah. She's like, what if Ryoko became somebody's aunt, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I got a friend who voiced a character on that show, Owl House. Oh, yeah. Well, the voice actor for Ryoko, sorry, Ida, (laughs) in that show is (laughs) an actress named Wendy Malick who's been around forever. She's amazing. Um, And she, she almost, like, the performance almost feels similar to me, to what... Um, Amazing. Uh, Patria Burchard is doing with Ryoko in the OVAs here. So I just like, 
I don't know. I think anime anime is allowed to have made an impact. It's not like we're talking about it, it in a vacuum. That's it the is. reason why we're here. That's the reason why we're here, right? So it's just Absolutely. like, but I I do like what, looking at those parallels and thinking about it in that bigger context outside of myself. But also talking about how it really affected me and how I consume media now as an adult. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, like especially I don't know about y'all, but did y'all watch like live action TV shows as a kid? Not to get like super off. No, not a so, lot. Like, there's a whole swath like of people animation. who are like, oh, I know this person from this Disney TV show. And I'm like, that's, I'm sorry. I don't know what that is, but. I don't know. know who that is. Sorry to this man. I was not a Disney Channel kid. Yeah. <laughs> I, and it, it, it has, I, I've missed out on certain cultural touch points because of it. It's did, wild. Did Bro, I went to theater the school. Fuller House. Like, I did not. Oh, my that. God. Yeah. I, I was going to say, you went to the theater Fuller school. You went to theater school. Right. I went to theater school and I did not watch High School Musical because I was watching fucking Gurren Lagan. Okay. Like, yeah, you had to yes. keep your head in the game. You and me yes. both. Yes. <laughs> my head was not in the game, Sabrina. I'm sorry, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. My head was in a very different game. <sighs> everybody, everybody felt a way about like high Everybody felt a way about Glee, and I'm sitting here trying to find Gosick. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, I'm sitting here watch like putting viruses okay? on my com- on, yeah on my computer to watch Elf and Lied, and like, <laughs> and the devil is a part timer. Like, what do you want from me? Like, oh, anime is good. The verdict is in. Anime is good. <laughs> yeah, we we've come to the conclusion that. While we had a lot of bad things to say about Tenchi, anime, anime is good. Is good. <laughs> look, is look. Good. Tenchi Take Muyo. us home. I like Tenchi Muyo. Beautiful gowns. Beautiful gowns. Beautiful. Oh. Yeah, really. Beautiful the, gowns. Beautiful gowns. Colors. As you said, Stevie, the like old meets new when it comes to like the Jirai fashion, incredibly yes. cool. Yes. I love how y'all all took that seriously. And that was actually an Aretha yeah. Franklin call when she was talking about Taylor. Uh, somebody, she was in an interview before she died. And this is a very easy, you say, if you Google beautiful gowns, Aretha Franklin, you'll get the clip. Um, but somebody asked her to rank the current pop stars and what she thought about them, like give her like one Ooh. word opinion. And they were like, Ariana Grande. They were, she was like, she's good. She's good. She's good. And they were like some other people. And they were like, she was like, oh, I like her. Yeah, I like her. Like Beyonce. Oh, I like her. I like her. And they were like Taylor Swift. And she went. Beautiful gowns. She's got beautiful oh. gowns. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So it's a different context here that I missed. Good Lord. Entirely. This is very Southern. They got very Southern. I was like, that's amazing. So that's like how it was with Taylor Swift. So like, I mean, honestly, yes, the clothes are fire in Tenchi Muyo, but also OVA and beautiful gowns. Beautiful gowns. <laughs> beautiful gowns. Beautiful gowns. <laughs> I mean, I'm a trans woman, and one of the one of the awakening anime for me was El Hazard. <laughs> The whatever world where like this this normal high school kid ends up having to impersonate the princess of this fantasy I see, isekai. Yeah, I can see that. No, yeah. It, yeah, no, for sure. What? Another yes. life is possible. Um Hey, listen, do you know what I, I want to close the book on Tenchi? Okay. We're closing the book on Tenchi until later, until okay. next time. We're opening another book that I think everyone can get um, unironically and enthusiastically excited about. Is it time? It's time for you, Yumakusho, next episode. Um, My vanity pick, the thing that I've watched a hundred plus episodes of (laughs) over the last several months. The thing I'm ready to bring the hype over. Yes. Yes. Um, 
it's something I've never seen. Never seen. Uh, I also I, I had remember... not seen it until a few months ago, and uh, I, I I'm a little worried we're not going to get into the meat of it within six episodes, but we're going to start to see the pieces that okay. are are going to make it great. Uh, this is one where I should definitely say if you are if you have a photosensitive condition in any way, this is maybe one to skip because this is a shonen fighting anime from a period when photosensitivity was not something we cared about when we were making anime. Um, Here are some the- flashing red and blue lights for, <laughs> yes. for a sustained all- nine seconds. Like, <laughs> all over the Stuff like shit. that. Yeah. yeah. So if you have a photosensitivity issue, just listen to the podcast. Don't watch the episodes. Or if you, you watch the episodes, if you if you have a safe way of consuming them. Uh, yeah. I just want to put that out there for you. They're flashy. Uh, flashy. Sabrina, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, a pleasure. Yes. Um, t- tell us about your podcast. Your uh, or Tell our listener about Okashi Na Podcast. Oh, goodness gracious. Well, you guys cover a lot of the nostalgia stuff. We sometimes hit on that, but for the most part, we do a lot of the stuff that falls by the wayside. Um, But it started off as a Beastars podcast (gasps) because I just love Beastars to death. It's the sexiest anime that I've ever seen. It makes everyone who watches go like, am I a furry? Okay. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Know. I'm worried. <laughs> I'm entranced, but that's what I'm afraid of. I'm like, you don't, don't be afraid of it. Embrace it. Don't be afraid it. of it. They're very okay. sexy deer and wolves. and. <laughs> that's the thing. I see the trailers and it's like the way that it's animated is so dramatic. And I'm like, I need yeah. to know. Like, I, it makes me truly yeah. what is this my imaginary me? pearls. <laughs> right. I'm like, are you about to just like, is this about to be thrilling? Is this, is this my Harlequin romance novel? Is this like, mine? Oh my God. It's about a wolf that, that wants to eat a rabbit, but is also like, I kind of want to have sex with the rabbit too. Yes. yes. Mm. What, what so, does this mean about my brain? This sort of psychosexual, like, drama plays So like out. what if Zootopia right. had interesting things to say? Yeah, I'm a fan of Zootopia, but Zootopia is talking about the prison system. If you don't calm down, gentrification. <laughs> That's what Zootopia is about. You better leave Zootopia alone. Leave it alone. Anyway, I'm from sorry. there, it sort of we just kept it going and we we did a bunch of other series. We did Sarazan Mai, which oh. is a bunch of kids get turned into kappa and have to go inside people's oh, anuses and pull their spirit beards, pull their oh spirit God. beads out of their anuses what what uh, wow. we just did a gay yakuza movie called twittering birds never fly hell yeah oh. dude uh, Akashi part podcast one. is great I, I'll so, give a I'll yeah. give a couple quick specific shout outs here one. because you have covered a few of my favorites so um while we are not covering some of the more modern things on this podcast, mm-hmm. we might touch on some of these. Um, I know you have covered Odd Taxi, which is yes weird and a delight. And you've also covered one of my personal favorites, uh, Paranoia Agent. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Uh, the late Brilliant great, TV one show. of my all-timers. So if you were like me and uh, think about that series like once a week or once a month, <laughs> please go check those episodes out. Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to do that right now. Thank I'm going to download that stuff. 
I yes. man, I watched all of Paranoia Agent in one night when I was in high <laughs> With school. With me, that was yes. <laughs> I still keep Newland. I don't know if you know this. I still keep that tradition going. About once a year, I will just watch it all in one go <laughs> over tight. And sometimes people come over, and sometimes it's just me. <laughs> <laughs> the first time we Amazing. watched that together it was yeah it was we yeah. started it i'll i'll provide the context we all had watched the tv premiere of garen lagan <laughs> okay. that's right and at midnight we decided let's start paranoia agent and we all got immediately so sucked into knowing the end of it that we stayed up all night till 6 a.m to finish it <laughs> my favorite episode of that show is the one with the 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 various of women neighbors who and the woman's trying to tell a story oh my gosh yes when they do that there's that set of three episodes that are like vignettes yes oh yes the the neighbor lady's talking is such a good one yes yeah see i've heard of it but i've never seen it oh stevie i've heard of it but i've never seen it or something the next time i do my all-nighter yeah meeting wow oh that bell means this week's meeting the after school anime clubs come to a close it's been a pleasure hanging out with you if you'd like to follow us online you can at anime club pod on twitter i'm on twitter at max newland underscore stevie where can people find you you can find me on instagram and twitter under the handle a smattering on both platforms and max uh, you can find me also on twitter it's at max underscore attacks come say hi Sabrina, how about you? If, you're, if if they want to find your work, where should they look? Well, you can find my Twitter account at... Wait, if I say at, do I have to say at again? No. <laughs> at, I don't think so. At Breezy Act okay. 2. Spelled okay. like it sounds. I'm in my the Act 2 of my life. I'm very pretentious. <laughs> okay. This show and Okashina Podcast are members of the Moonshot Network. Very proud. Lots of really great stuff happening. Our dear friend Andrew has just no. popped cork on the most outrageous project Ugh. I've ever heard of in my life. This dropped uh, today he's... and it floored me. Like the wind was yeah. knocked out of my body when I read the He's doing a podcast called Mild Mannered, where he and his mom review every episode of Milf Manor, the most 30 rock ass TV show ever conceived. Literally pulled directly out of 30 Rock. It's a joke they make on the show. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, our show is still pretty new, even though we're in second episode. I mean, second season, we're only like, like what, episode 22? So, hey, review us on Apple Podcasts. It would be really, really? great. Um, wow. Yeah. 
We've only done 20. This is only the 22nd episode. Amazing, right? That's so many episodes. You guys are cool. You're still trying. We're still trying. (laughs) All of our episodes end with me just going, that's it. (laughs) And we're done. We're still bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Sabrina, we're still... I don't know if I could go on without hearing Stevie tell me what's not allowed to be in those reviews if they want to get it read. Please, I beg of you, dear reader, no chicken-headed shit. Yep, no chicken-headed shit. No chicken-headed I've been going light on everybody, but let's let's bring a little bit of the intensity back. Seriously, mind your fucking bees and bees. (laughs) (laughs) And please leave us a review. We love you and we appreciate you listening. I appreciate that. Watch it. In my ever, in my constant quest to be considered an approachable black lady and debunk the aggressive myth, Hostrack comes in hard, being like, "Look, I am a don't role, worry, I'll but take I will the heat, Stevie. You up, right? I've like, got, I've got a metal baseball bat and I'm swinging it around. <laughs> I don't care what happens." And I'm just like, "Please be nice to us." And he's like, "Privilege." I'm like, "You better, you better yell at him. Go." That's that's allyship right there. <laughs> I will back you up, Stevie, with some white violence. (laughs) Thank you. That's the worst thing I've ever said. I might ask us to cut that. I'm gonna. It's gonna take so much to not make that the subtitle of the episode. (laughs) Okay. I want you to go. This is where I have to go. And oops. I went. <laughs> you said it and asked forgiveness at the same time. Don't worry, I give it to you. You had to chase that. You had to chase that horse. You had to go. You had to chase it. I saw it. There's only one thing that I know how to do, and it's chase the bear. All right, let's. <laughs> We're so glad we got to spend this time with you, no matter what you've heard. Thank you for listening. We'll see you at the next meeting. Bye. I am lonely like the moon, always wanting you to be near. I embrace you to the dark, bend with a smile. 
chew that umemoshi, baby. Chew it slowly. Done! Quit your fancy ASMR dreaming and wake up! What? We're back! Who's back? Okashina Podcast Anime with Friends, of course. Oh, never heard of it. I have. Who, Who are, are you? you? I'm Victoria. I'm joining Okashina Podcast as the third chair. Nani? Would everyone stop screaming? Well, I'm glad you asked. Okashina Podcast Anime with Friends is a podcast in which two childhood besties, me, Sabrina, and you, Don, and you, Victoria, watch anime together and then discuss what we watch with restrained delight. That's three people. Mm, sounds boring. I'm going back to bed. You can't! You'll miss all the weird, wild, under-the-radar anime we cover. I never agreed to this. It's fun! Check us out on the Moonshot Podcast Network. Insert joke.